This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. We are a few weeks away from UFC 290. What a banger of a card that is. All kinds of belts on the line, including Yair Rodriguez versus one Alexander Volkanovsky. We'll get to a UFC 290 preview before we get out of here coming up in a little while with my co-host Brendan Tobin. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Before we have a little bit of fun, let's talk a little bit more Conor McGregor, where I don't know, Brendan, if I've ever told you about my Uncle Stewart, but it feels like whenever we have big family events, it's like, if you call him, fine. If he shows up, probably going to cause a little bit of trouble, maybe embarrass you a little bit. And if we forget to call him, that's cool, too. Conor McGregor's kind of turned into that family member, if you will, as a fight fan, where... You don't really want him around anymore, especially if there's Miami Heat. Now, we could start with the kind of funny stuff that he probably, allegedly, had some sort of something in his system. Who knows exactly what it was? And then has the whole thing with the mascot choreographed. As you mentioned, bad timing. The Heat were down. He overdid it. Didn't go off very well. And then the allegations afterwards in the bathroom with the lady who is now suing McGregor and the the, the Heat um, Auditorium and the NBA, like basically everybody. All I can say is I don't know how much of all this stuff is going to turn out to be true, but the Miami Heat probably regret having anything to do with this guy. Yeah, I remember the story was breaking locally on uh, Thursday when I was on the air. And, you know, it's always a touchy subject that you have to bring up because you're dealing with, you know, serious allegations of rape, sexual of assault, like, you know, and – you know, these are things that should not be taken lightly. They should not be dismissed, but also things should also have their chance to go through their full investigation and we know what's what. Um, but the one point I did make, and it's kind of echoes to what you say, is there's no way the Heat don't have some level of regret, regret of getting into bed uh, and business with Conor McGregor because of one night uh, you just see of all the headlines that have come through and it just seems like it's just been nothing but negative light on you know, the light on him and it's tied to something that happened in your arena, your game. And, you know, to see things that are thrown out there, like, Oh, did your security team have anything to do with Conor McGregor having access to do anything nefarious? You know, like that's just not stuff that you want around your business, especially if you're an NBA franchise. Um, 
but you know, par for the course with Connor is just like, it just feels like, yeah, he, the negative headlines just continue to follow him wherever he goes. Again, I don't know if this is going to turn out to be true that he did do something against this woman's will. I mean, there are videos that came out today, according to TMZ of her with him seemingly partying after this alleged incident happened. That doesn't mean it's true. That doesn't mean it's not true. Again, I think we should probably leave that in the area of we'll see where this investigation all lies. But we do know for with Connor, not his first rodeo or, or, or toe in the water around things of this nature. And, you know, just the guy seemingly, like we have said plenty of times, just can't seemingly get the bad stuff away from him. And he was at one game. Correct me if I'm wrong. This all happened. One game. On one very busy evening. So, like you said, it's not funny at all. We'll see what ends up coming out. And, of course, we'll talk about that side of it, too, because we are uh, tapped out here on the BetQL Network. We talk the fighting. We talk a little bit of money. And then, of course, we talk all the other stories when it comes to combat sports, including Teofimo Lopez beating Joshua Taylor. I remember telling you I thought that was going to happen. All right, at least I told you I was surprised that Teofimo Lopez was coming in as a slight underdog. And then afterwards, retires. So did he actually give up his belt? He apparently is giving up his belt. He is giving really? up his WBO championship, um, which may just be a move because he doesn't want to give up money. Who knows? But he uh, he is apparently notified the WBO that he is giving up his belt. I'm with you, dude. I would be stunned if Tiafimo retires. He's 25 years old. And look, he's another one. It looks like there's a lot of chaos around his life. Him and his dad seem to have a very uh, ignitable relationship. But that also seems like where he works and where he thrives because he beat the brakes off of Josh Taylor. He looked absolutely outstanding. Best he's looked since beating Vasily Lomachenko. And you think about all the fights that are out there for him, whether it be Devin Haney, whether it be uh, a Tank Davis, I think that this retirement's a negotiation ploy. And, you know, losing the belt might just be a thing where he doesn't want any obligation to anything because he thinks that's better for business. He might be right about that. But I think the thing that we do have to realize that that actually mattered in that, in that ring yesterday is he looks far from washed, dude. He looks really, really good and looks like he could put up a fight against a lot of great, great people at 140. Uh, Regis, Regis Progray is fighting tonight, by the way, in New Orleans one of the title holders at 140 pounds. That's a great fight uh, that if, if Regis is uh, going to get by his opponents, which I imagine he will. This is his first fight with Matchroom, kind of a hometown fight for him. By the way, as an aside, quick shout-out to my guy, Harold Calderon, who is uh, on the co-main event. He's an underdog tonight. I say this with great bias. I'm taking my boy, Harold. He's undefeated. He's finally getting his crack on a, on a national stage tonight. So, uh, you know, if you guys are looking to sprinkle a little something, I think he's like 6-1 to one tonight. Uh, in the co-main event, but the guy's never been beaten. And getting back to Tiafimo, yeah, man, I, I I don't believe he's retiring. I think that's ridiculous, but I do think it's a, a savvy ploy by him to get attention and, uh, you know, bring in some business. I never bet against a guy named Harold, by the way, so you know I'm going to put a little bit of money down on your guy. Six to one, dog. That's kind of my range, too. If I don't really know too much about it, and you're telling me as my boxing insider as my guy, and the guy's name's Harold, I can get six to one on him, you know I'm all over that. You talked about Terrence Crawford taking on uh, Spence, and obviously both those guys still in their prime, right? Both those guys undefeated fighters. Are we actually going to get that? Because that's been talked about now for a minute, back and forth. Is is we, we think that fight's actually going to happen, right? Look, dude, they actually showed up to two press conferences this week. Um, I think it's actually going to happen in, uh, in January, so I can't wait. Uh, right now, let me see if I get the, uh, the odds up for you. By I the imagine... way, pound for pound-wise, those guys are number one and number four. 
I yeah. can't remember the last time that number one and number four would have got to, maybe I'm, was there a heavyweight fight that I'm maybe missing that happened somewhat recently, but number one and number four in their prime, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right now, the odds for this, uh, for this fight, uh, which is July, uh, July 29th, I believe is the, uh, the fight date. Uh, Errol Spence plus 100 Terrence Crawford's minus 128. So very, very wow. close on the odds. Uh, I like, I like bud personally. I just think he's a little bit more well-rounded. It's got a little bit more of a nasty side and a little, just a bit more disciplined too. Like I'd never quite know with Errol, what are you going to get in the training camps? He's had some issues or is taught not issues making 147, but he's talked about how much he hates making 147 and has been wanting to move up to 154. So I'm leaning Bud Crawford, but man, Errol Spencer surprised me before, and you know he'll he'll go out there and then break your orbital bone when you you, you question him and think he can't uh, can't get it done. Bud Crawford, number one in the pound for pound rankings, thirty nine and zero with thirty knockouts. Usyk follows him. Spence, I mentioned. How in the world is Canelo still in the pound for pound rankings ahead of Bevel? That doesn't make any sense at all. Bevel beat that guy up. Anyway, we must move on. Um. Aljamain Sterling says that uh, after the Sean O'Malley fight, win, lose, or draw, this is it for him at featherweight. Do we think that's the best decision? I, I don't hate it. Like, it's a stacked division. I think he wants to do right by his friend Marab, like we've been talking about plenty of times here. And I'm kind of interested to see, I guess in this, I'm doing a little assuming here, but let's just say Volk gets past Yair. I'd be a little intrigued by a featherweight uh Aljamain Sterling versus Alexander Volkanovsky matchup I think I'd favor Volk but that's a that's a pretty good fight man I think those guys you, you think about the those guys uh, are both going to be tough to take down they both got uh, a little I mean like look I think Alexander Volkanovsky looks impossible to submit because that head is just so gigantic how do you choke him out how do you do it how Brian how Ortega damn near popped his head right off his neck and Volkanovsky was like nah I'm cool mate I just went swimming with the sharks so Dude, his he looked like what was the girl's name in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? The term purple. Help me out here. Violet. Oh, Violet. Yeah. Violet. Violet Volgard. That's who he looked like. Like, and if if that didn't pull, pop his neck and make him submit, then I don't know who can. By the way, I think it's fair to assume what you said that Volk's going to beat Yair Rodriguez at UFC 290. Right now, he's a minus 450 favorite to do so. We'll get to that. A little bit later on in the show. The odds on Volkanovsky are always just so ridiculous. Um, all right. Yuri Prohaska says that he's gonna be back soon. Where does he fit in the title picture? Right, right, right away, right? Oh, right away. Yeah, right. No, him and him and Jamal Hill is that's a great fight. Like, that's one of those they should put that. I don't know if it should just headline by itself, but maybe like you put it on on top of like Leon and Colby. And then put, put, put those guys as the co-main or something like that. Ooh, you got like a good that's, card. Just, that's a that's a banging card right there. Because I feel like, yeah, they could probably do it by themselves. But I feel like if you you should really showcase these two guys on the championship stage, they're both a little bit new, newish to that elite elite level. So I think that that would be kind of the perfect thing. If 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 Connor and Michael Chandler all stuff aside, if that ever does actually happen, and who knows then maybe make that the co-main event. I think that would be awesome. Uh, John's, you know, next fight. That would, you know, maybe if John and Steve Bay can't happen, and it is uh, to be John and Pavlovich, you add a little something out, a little sweetener to it. 
I know you're probably a little bit upset about Anderson Silva because he was supposed to show up in Miami and be with you in studio this week. Uh, Sorry, buddy, that didn't work out for you. You'll get over it. That being said, there's an MMA promotion in Japan that's in talks. They're trying to, quote-unquote, get him his last MMA fight. Doesn't this feel kind of Chuck Liddell at the end where it's like, dude, we've seen enough? Yeah, I think so. I thought like, hey, I thought the boxing thing was going kind of good for him until he lost to Jake Paul, even though he until it wasn't, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was going pretty good for him, but nah, I th- I, he's like, but even still, dude, like I will say with him, like I was really excited to meet him this week. I'm really bummed that I didn't get a chance to because he's just one Sorry, of those buddy. guys. Like he's still he's still got the aura, right? Like doesn't matter. I don't care how that how it ended. I don't care about steroid scandals. Like he's Anderson Silva, dude. He's like. The reason a lot of us fell in love with the sport, the 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 face kicks, the 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 walkout, like there's just there's an aura about Anderson Silva. So I would like to protect that as much as possible, and I would like the Japan promotion to go away and leave him alone. Yeah, I'm sorry that that didn't work out for you once again, man. Rough life down there in Miami that uh, <laughs> he didn't show up in studio. Sorry about that. Hopefully you jumped in your pool afterwards and got over it. Maybe took a little sauna or something like that um let's see tito speaking of chuck tito and cyborg they're gonna stick they're gonna star in a movie jake tells me the black ops movie you're gonna rush to the theaters to see that one the same way you did uh roadhouse with conor mcgregor Ooh, did that come out yet i have no idea i'm not i have no idea i don't think i think it came out would i see a tito ortiz chris cyborg i don't see why not i liked uh the Halle Berry one that Halle Berry was. I enjoyed that movie with uh, now I it's hard to imagine because Valentina Shevchenko spoiler alert, you know, she beats her and like, you're like, come on, dude, she's not beating Valentina Shevchenko, but I don't mind. I'll, 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 if, if, if it's on Netflix or on Hulu or something like that, I'll pop it on on the stream. Dude, first of all, I got that Halle Berry thing in the hopper right now. I was planning on watching it like My maybe bad. literally tonight. You're so thank lying. you for You're that. I appreciate that. it. You're Goodness, this guy. Uh, Jake, yes. Can, can I just read you the synopsis of this movie? Because I feel like we're not talking about this enough. Okay, yeah, this please. Is right. Ortiz Tell me. And, and Chris Cyborg starring in a movie about a group of mercenaries hired to overthrow a neo-Nazi stronghold nestled deep in the heart of Texas, only to discover they're protecting nuclear codes that could ignite World War III and potentially a zombie apocalypse. Wait a minute. Dude, that sounds... So the, that sounds... So that sounds... The that sounds worse than are, Donald Cerrone movie I never saw. <laughs> so wait, that sounds terrible. Wait a minute. The neo-Nazis are protecting the nukes? <laughs> That's the word on the street, man. That's a conundrum <laughs> right there. That is. It's, it's, Hold on. I mean... The worst people in your Jackie life are protecting... not in this movie at some point. Are you serious? That's a weird storyline, bro. All right, maybe I will go see it just to see if Jake's right or not. Because something tells me he's got something confused there. Uh, we got a minute left or two minutes left. Did you watch Bellator last night? Did you watch PFL last night? Vadim Nimkov beat up Joel Romero. I mean, I feel bad. Joel's my guy, dude. I don't want I know to that's see your him guy. lose. He's, he's, he's old. Like, you know, what do you guys want out of him? He's, he's pushing 50. Is he, though? Hasn't he been 50 for a while? He looks like That's he's 20. But, I mean, come 50. on. Man. I don't know. Whatever, I think he's dude. at least 50. Let's fit my, I mean, if I was doing an over-under here, and I'm a gambling guy, 52-53 for Joel Romero. Uh, that although guy Sergio like, Pettis. 
I think I, we've all seen the viral Yoel interviews, but like he is so like that, like just so impassioned about everything. I love him. I love that man. He he could do no when, wrong in my eyes. When he did the splits, who was it in the press conference against? They were having the dance off, and Joel was it? It was Izzy, and Izzy did some dance, and then Joel Romero in jeans did the flip, and then the splits. It was like, all right, dude, I don't know how old you are, but I couldn't do that freak. when I was sixteen and limber. Oh, uh, did you see Pitbull, Patricio Pitbull, get beat up last night by uh, Sergio Pettis? Yeah, Pettis is good. I don't think there's any shame. That. I'm honestly surprised how the Pitbull brothers have been able to keep it up as long as they have. That's such an impressive run. They, they've, uh, they're just fine, dude, in Bellator. Like, they're just, like, never been interested in going to the UFC, not interested in jumping over. They're just like, we're cool. We're, we're happy in Bellator doing our thing. Every now and again, they get those guys. You like you brought up AJ McKee earlier. Just some some of these guys. Let's see what happens with uh, with my guy Eblen. I mean, I think he could beat literally yeah. Johnny Eblen. I think he could beat anybody out there. Does he get paid? Does he stay? Or does he jump ship to the UFC? Speaking of UFC 290, just a couple of weeks away, maybe the best fight card that we've got all year. We break it down before we get out of here. You're locked into the BetQL Network.